Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. as opposed to theory. Uh, As a pastor, I I feel you this morning, body of Christ. I I feel you corporately. Um, So it lets me know that I've got the right sermon for today, but I believe I have something to deposit in you that's just going to flip this thing for you. Uh, Maybe not the situation itself, but it's going to flip the way you see it so that you can embrace what God is doing in you, to you, and then through you right here in this stage of your life. So uh, I want you to go with me. and uh, Actually, I want you to read on the screen. I don't have an Amplified Bible, but I did ask Josh to give me these scriptures in the Amplified. So, Josh, I'm going to have to lean on you on the screen. Um, So just write it down if you want. uh, But... Read with me on the screen so that you're not reading something a little bit different. I promise you this does not deviate uh, from the context of the, of the text. Matter of fact, it'll amplify it for you. It says, And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna. Somebody say manna. It's very important. Manna means what is it? What is it? They were confu- They had never seen it before. So they weren't actually really naming a bread as much as describing a bread. Manna. What is this? He said, I fed you with manna which you knew not. You never seen this before. You didn't understand it. Neither did your ancestors understand it. That nobody had ever seen what I poured out of heaven. Neither did thy fathers know that he, talking about God, may make you know that man does not live by bread only, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Your raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did your foot swell for these 40 years that I led you into the wilderness. Uh, a couple more scriptures there. Um, you have those? Yeah. Now I want you to notice who led you through. Somebody say led. God took you there. God took them there. I led you through the great and terrible wilderness wherein were fiery serpents. God led them into danger. Are you following me? He led them into the area where they were going to get bit. I need you to tell your neighbor right now, you're going to get bit. I'm telling you, you better tell them. You better start out on the journey. No, you're going to get bit. It's not a matter of if you're going to get bit. It's when. It's when. Matter of fact, God is going to see to it that you get bit. Boy, y'all ain't going to help me on this one this morning. He's going to see to it that you get bit. So it ain't a matter if you're going to get bit or not. It's a matter of how you're going to handle it. Are you going to recognize it for what it is? There were fiery serpents and scorpions. I took you in a place of drought. Saint the devil's doing. He said, this is what, where I took you. I led you there. Into a place of drought where there was no water. 
and I brought you forth water out of the rock. I brought you water out of an impossible place. And I fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers didn't know anything about. Catch this part. That he may humble you and that he may prove you, and here's the part I like, to do you good at the latter end. You may be bit right now, but it's going to turn out for your good. Can somebody receive that word? You may feel the poison right now, but it's going to turn out for your good. If you get this sermon today, it's going to turn out for your good. Not just for the glory of God, amen, but it's going to do you good. Amen. Somebody say, it was good for me to be afflicted. It was good for me to be afflicted. Okay, go with me now. Josh, I got so many scriptures, I don't know what I gave you. Can you lead me instead of me lead you? Thank you. You do it every day anyway. Paul was in prison. Didn't know if he's going to live or die. He was in chains and wrote this in your Bible. Now I want you to know, believers, don't feel sorry for me because I'm in jail and I got chains on me. There's something you need to know. That what has happened to me, this imprisonment that was meant to, 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 wow, there it is. He found that button. To my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become common knowledge throughout the whole Praetorian Imperial Guard and to everyone else. Because of my chains, are you following me? Because of my chains, seeing that I am doing well, wait a minute, this guy's in prison, he's in chains, but he's doing well. Because of my chains, seeing that I am doing well and that God is accomplishing great things, most of the brothers have renewed confidence in the Lord. Isn't that cool? And have far more courage to speak the word of God concerning salvation without fear of the consequences, seeing that God can work his will in all circumstances. Wow. Do I have one more there? 15? All right, let's go to Hebrews. For though by this time, y'all keep them scriptures in your spirit because we're going to deal with them. Paul just said, because of my chains and how God is using me in the prison, the brothers out there who are afraid to preach are now preaching. Because of what I'm going through, it spurred courage in them. 12 says, for, th for though by this time you ought to be teachers, because of the time you have had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. And you have come to be continually in need of milk. <laughs> Not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced. That's the words I wanted out of the Amplified. 
They are doct doctrinally inexperienced and, somebody say this word with me, unskilled in the word of righteousness. Unskilled, inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a spiritual infant. But solid food is for the spiritually mature whose senses are trained by practice. Trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. Now before you see it, I, I need you to pray with me. Not for me, with me. Because you need this word today. Life Church needs this word today. Because if you're not in what I'm about to preach, you're going to go into it. If you're not bit right now, you're going to get bit. And God's going to see to it because he's been a mature life church to step in signs, wonders, and miracles. This is part of the process. Are you ready? So I need you to pray over you that you will not be distracted and that you will receive the word today. Father, we want to thank you now. Your spirit's already been in this place. Oh, I, I sense the enemy who wants to exploit what you're doing in our lives. But today, truth is about to head it off. Truth is about to set us free. And we're going to leave here, Father, and embrace this maturation process that you've got life church in that we may step into the supernatural of the Almighty God. I declare every spirit is receptive right now to receive in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. My text here said that you are unskillful, which means inexperienced. Uh, I want you to catch this before we teach. Amen. And it says that the mature are those who have their senses uh, trained by practice. By practice. If you take in definitions, I want you to write this down. Practice is application of an idea. This is the great shortage in the church. You hear a lot of things and you have a lot of theology, but we don't practice a lot of theology. Practice is application of an idea or belief as opposed to theory. Practice is the application of an idea, a belief, or a doctrine as opposed to theory. I come to the conclusion that most of our Theology is theory. Theory. What do you mean by that? Supposition. Suppose. Amen. So a lot of us have a lot of doctrine or an idea that we suppose it's work, it works, but I've never really experienced it. So the goal of God is to get you from supposition. Are you following me? into experience because you really don't have a testimony until you experience the theology that you believe because the Bible does not say you shall be made overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of your supposition. It says you shall be made overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony but you can't have a testimony if you haven't experienced Amen. So God said, I'm going to transport you from I heard, I read, I was told to, I've experienced. The problem to getting to the experience is you have to experience lack. 
Amen. I, I may have heard God was a healer, and I read God was a healer. Amen. And I can suppose God's a healer, but I can't stand up and look in you and I and say, I know without a shadow of a doubt God's a healer because I've experienced it. Is anybody listening to me? I can tell people, amen, how to be an overcomer with theology. Oh, is anybody with me? Amen. And I can tell you how to do it, but I can't give a testimony, which means a, a public declaration of evidence that brings proof. I can prove it to you. And, and whether we realize it or not, the majority of us sitting on this pew have that, that, that probably 80% of our theology is supposition only. And we don't realize it, but it shows up in our actions. Oh, y'all gonna have to go with me today. It shows up in our actions, amen, that when the storm comes, we're just as afraid as the world. When adversity comes, we're just as blowed out of the water as the world. Amen. Oh, are y'all gonna go with me today? So this scripture here says that the mature, in other words, this scripture equates immaturity with being unskillful or inexperienced in the word. And that maturity, follow me now, this scripture teaches us that maturity is the result of consistent application of the word. So our theology at best is theory. 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 I, I, I think he can. You know what? I, I really think he can. I believe he can. I believe he can. But the fact that there's more theory than true theology is the fact when it comes time for me to take the step. I can't step off the ledge. Oh, my God. Somebody help me just a little while. I, I, I can't take that step. I can't, I can't, I'm still depressed. I, I'm still overcome. I'm still, my emotions are still frayed. Amen. So God said, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you into the wilderness to teach you how to wield the sword you carry. Oh, somebody better get a hold of that. Amen. Because until I put you in a position that you have to apply what you believe, you'll never have an experience. Oh, somebody say, God, I want experience. I want experience. I want, you better be careful when you say it, but go ahead and say it. I want to be skillful in the word of God. Amen. He said, I'm going to put you in a position to where you're going to have to learn to swing that sword you're carrying. And some of you in this congregation are in a battle right now. You're in a battle right now, and you're in a fight right now, and, and things is going on in your, have I got the right sermon today? They're going on in your lives and in your families. Amen. Are you following me? Amen. So he said, I'm going to take you through the wilderness to give you an opportunity to practice what you've been taught so that you can turn theory into experience. Because when you turn theology and theory into experience, ain't nothing the devil can do for you. 
Amen. You'll stand and look him in the eye and say, Amen. I don't understand what's going on. I don't feel anything, but I've been through enough. Oh, let me try this side over here. Amen. I've been here before and I've been down before. Amen. And I seen God lift me up and the same God that lifted me up then is going to lift me up now. I don't need somebody. <laughs> I don't need an accountability partner. I know where he brought me from. Is anybody in this place? High five your neighbor and tell them you coming out. You coming out. The same God that brought me out is going to bring you out. Oh my God, he said, he said, I took you. You, you. you didn't just wander in the wilderness. Amen. I haven't forgotten you. I led you here. Who's that for? Amen. Somebody thought God forgot about the predicament you in, and the Holy Spirit told me to tell you, God hadn't forgot you. He led you out here. Oh, God. He led, he led you out here right into a snake pit. Oh, this can't be God. Devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Oh, oh my God, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. This is not of God. We're going to turn this thing. Somebody shout, flip it. Flip it, amen. He said, I led you out here and I caused you to go hungry so I could give you manna. I caused you to go hungry so I could show you something you ain't never seen before. I called you, what is it? What is it? He said, my God, if y'all can get this this morning, I feel it plumb to my shoelaces. Are you listening to me? Amen. He said, I brought you in the dark place so that you could know if you got the word in you, it'll be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. I don't know how I'm, hey. He said, I led you out here, amen, where there's fiery serpents and scorpions I led you out here in drought so I could feed you manna. God is wanting to show some people in here right now that don't understand why they're going through what they're going through. Come on, amen. I know you're down and can't say nothing, but I'm going to help you this morning, amen. And if you don't turn this thing, that the devil jerked your steering wheel out of the hands of God and has run you up a tree, the devil is a liar. God said, I brought you out here. I brought you out here, and you're going to be bent to teach you. If you look to me, it will not kill you. Oh, somebody help me. You ain't going under. You're going over. My God, y'all gonna have to overlook me. I'm just overexcited this morning, but I'm after the devil today, amen. I feel the burden of life, church. This is a step of maturation. He said, I brought you out of here, amen. So you wouldn't be a Bible tolder, you'd be a sword wielder, amen. Because where you're going, where I'm taking you, amen. Quoting the scripture is not gonna be enough. You're gonna have to learn to. All I did is brought you out here where you'd have a sparring partner. We used to have my sword with me today. Oh my God, that reminds me. He led the first church into the wilderness. Amen. And remember, he said, I did this for your good. I know that's hard to swallow right now. You mean I'm going through what I'm going through for my, that's what he said. He said, if you don't believe this, you believe the devil's winning. Oh, no. 
I've come to expose the devil. He's not winning. He's not winning. I know it's been going on a long time, but he's not winning. God said, I brought you out here. Amen. And I brought you out here for your own good because I'm bringing you to a level of maturity. He said, so I had to take some things away from you because you put too much trust in it. Mm. Because you didn't know it, but your feelings and emotions were tied to security, so I took it away from you. Took it away from you. I took it under double side. I took it away from you because your strength was in what you had instead of in me. Your faith was in the relationship instead of me. And that's okay if you're going to remain a child. But I need... Oh my God. But I need some mature Christians that I'm going to flip this thing and they're going to use their experience to help somebody else. Because if you ain't got no experience, you ain't got no testimony. You ain't got no testimony. No wonder, Josh, that, that Lazarus was dying and Jesus was hanging out. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Lazarus was dying and Jesus was hanging out and he hung out until Lazarus died. But it's amazing what Jesus said. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God and that Jesus may be glorified therein. In other words, he was said, I know this looks permanent for you, but it's not. It's so that I can get glory out of your situation. And if you'll learn to... Oh God, it, it reminds me of Jesus. Look at the parallel. The, the first church in Old Testament got led in the wilderness so they could brought, be brought to maturity. Amen. Jesus, don't let me forget where I'm going with that, okay? Because I just got another thought. You got that thought? Jesus went to the wilderness thought. Never in the life of the church has it been so full of sensual believers. Everything's about me. My prayer's about me. Somebody ought to help me right here. And so when something is not about me, I fall out. Not in the spirit. I fall out with people. They don't know who I am. Well, they mean talking to me like that. Huh? And God really sent that snake to grow you up. Mm. Mm. This is too much. I don't know what to do with it. Amen. The church is so central. So we've twisted the gospel and we're going to find a church that makes it about me. And all the while God's saying, I'm trying to turn this thing so that it's not about you. It's about me. Amen. Ministers are laying down ministries. Uh, amen. Because they can't twist the gospel around a compromising lifestyle. Lay members, amen, are finding churches uh, that'll twist the gospel around their compromising lifestyle. And we're like a bunch of children in the marketplace, Jesus said. The children was mad because we mourned and you wouldn't mourn. We played our music and you wouldn't dance. Amen. God's raising up some Christians that'll say, devil, play whatever you want to play. I don't dance. I don't dance to your tune anymore. Amen. You're not going to have me doing a little ballerina because you played on Abosata. You're not going to have me crying and weeping because you played some sad song. Is anybody in this place this morning? 
God said, I'm, I'm trying to mature a body somewhere. Amen. That's why churches have the reputation they have in our communities. There's always quarreling. There's always splitting. There's always church hopping. Jumping from one church to the other. One church to the other. God said, I'm trying to bring you through something to teach you something to bring maturity in your life. So he took the first church. And then Jesus, before he could start his ministry, where did the Spirit lead him? You hear me? It wasn't the Best Western. It wasn't the Hilton. Oh, my God, help me, somebody. They didn't roll out the red carpet. <laughs> Amen. Are you listening to me? We're looking for consumer-friendly churches uh, to where they take care of my... Oh, my God, I seen this girl this morning come in with two chunks on each hip. <laughs> and they look just alike. <laughs> I said, you are super mom. Amen. But, but we're looking for churches, amen, that caters to my needs. Amen. And that's the church we feel led going to because it caters to my need. You know where we need to be? We need to be in a church where the gospel is challenging everything I say. The gospel is challenging everything I do. The gospel is exposing every flaw, every temper tantrum. Oh, I knew I wasn't going to get help this morning, but I feel my help. Amen. Are you listening to me? He said, Jesus, you ain't fit. Jesus, you, you, you got to go through the process of maturation. So the Spirit led him. The Spirit took him by the hand and led him into the wilderness. He led him into a place without food, without water, and the Bible says he was famished. After 40 days, he was so weak. He was so hungry. He was so perplexed. Who am I talking to in this place? Amen. My God, and God was right in the middle of all of it. Are you following me? Why? Because he was trying, amen, to bring Christ to a place to where he was skillful with the word. So Satan shows up. At his weakest point. Ain't it amazing? Satan's an opportunist. Am I right about it? He'll show up when the husband goes crazy. Mm-hmm. He'll show up when the wife's stupid. <laughs> oh, I've been hanging around Cyrus too long. I shouldn't use that word. Are you following me? He'll show up when the kids twist off. Come on now, I'm just being real. He'll show up when I don't get that paycheck. He'll show up when the water bills do. He'll show up when the groceries are running low. Is anybody in this place? He'll show up, amen, when the sickness just lingers and lingers and lingers. He'll show up, amen, and all of a sudden Satan showed up and said, if you be the son of God, if you are who you say you are, ain't it amazing that's the first thing he attacks? Your identity, Taylor. If, if, if you're all that, and if you're a child of God, why are you sick? If you're a child of God, why are you broke? If you're really a child, in other words, it was an indictment against God. He don't care. He ain't listening. This may be not for you, but it's for whoever's sitting beside you. 
Amen. He don't care. He don't care that I'm in this uh, uh, relational slime pit. He don't, he don't care. He don't care. If you're the son of God, why are you as hungry as you are? If you're the son of God, why are you in the shape you're in? If you're the son of God, why is this battle so strong? Amen. Is, is anybody here? Amen. And Jesus, in the famous condition he was in, amen, said, It is written, devil. Man shall not live by bread alone. He's learning how to wield his sword. Are you listening? He's learning how to wield his sword. He's learning how to turn theology into experience. Theory into experience by wielding the sword. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. So Satan come at him again. If you be the son of God. Amen. The Bible says he took him to the highest pinnacle of the temple. And, and, and once again said, if you be the son of God, throw yourself off. Because the Bible says. You don't think the devil knows the Bible? You don't think he won't use the Bible against you? Huh? So if you're unskillful and you're inexperienced, Satan will take what God deemed to save you and use it against you. Oh, somebody help me right here for just a minute. Amen. He'll use it against you. He'll give you just enough. If you're inexperienced in the word, he'll use the word of God against you. Didn't God say? Amen. Go ahead and jump, Jesus, because didn't God say that he'll give his angels charge over you and you'll be in their hand lest you dash your foot against the stone? He said, didn't God say? He had you right in the palm of your hand, his hand. Well, if you're in God's hands, why are you going through what you're going through? He's still trying to defame God. Somebody better get this right here. He's trying to get this. He's trying to rob you of your worship. Amen. Because it's hard to worship a God you stand in accusation of. And there's multitudes of Christians sitting in buildings this morning that have no worship because in the back of their mind, they're accusing God. They're accusing God that I'm in the shape I'm in. And he may not have caused it, but he could have turned it. And now I'm having a hard time. Maybe if the devil has stolen your worship, it's because accusation has slipped in. Feel God is tearing something down in this place. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. And I'm accusing the God. Oh, I never would do it verbally, but in my mind, I'm mad. I'm mad. And I'm mad at God. Because he could have changed this. And if he really cared... I would be right in the palm of his hands. And you don't even recognize this morning, that's right where you are. Right in the palm of God's hands. And he's standing right there. God Almighty. He's standing right there beside you. Amen. He, he led, did you, do you remember? He led you here. He led you here. He, he hadn't forgotten you. He brought you to this place. Because he's given you an opportunity to have an experience. But if you don't recognize it, you don't recognize it. Yeah, you're right. I thought he was a good God. I thought he was a good God. I just read you scripture that you're going through this for your own good. He's trying to get you someplace. He said, didn't God say, go ahead and cast yourself off. 
But Jesus wielded that sword again and said, Thou shalt, it is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He's getting better now. He's getting practice. Somebody shout practice. He's getting practice. Now he's having to apply what he believes. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you need to apply what you believe. You need to apply what you believe. You got to start applying what you believe because what you believe will become your greatest enemy if you don't start applying what you believe. Somebody better get a hold of that word right there. It'll become your greatest enemy because it'll condemn you. It'll push you down when you have more theology than you have experience. When in reality, God brought you to this place. Have you considered my servant Job? Yeah. The devil couldn't do nothing without God's permission. Josh preached a message one time on a compliment from hell. This here is a compliment from God that he trusts you. He trusts you to come out the other side. He trusts you to make it. He trusts you that you're ready to be trained. Oh, my God. He, he, he trusts you right now. Oh, if I could just break down the devil lying to you that you did something bad, amen, that you didn't pray enough, you didn't fast enough, you didn't study enough. No, I come to tell you as your pastor, Jesus trusted you enough to prepare you to step into a whole new dimension. Wow. Satan come back to him third time and said he couldn't get him on his identity. So he said, maybe there's some pride in him. So he come back to him third time and said, he took him. Somebody say, he took him. Now, I just want y'all to get a picture of this. Satan took Jesus and drug him to the top of the church. It's your Bible. Satan took Jesus and drug him to a high mountain. Amen. Sometimes God allows the enemy to come in and you think he's dragging you places you don't want to go, but God is right in the middle of it. Oh, I don't know if y'all can receive this kind of teaching. He's really dragging you here because it's going to be good for you in the end. He's really dragging you here because he's going to teach you something and he's going to give you an experience, amen, that's going to set others free. Paul said, I need y'all to know. And if you don't get nothing else out of this sermon, I hope you leave here right now. You that are in turmoil in your lives, your families, your health, you need to let people around you say, I just need you to know this is going to turn out to the furtherance of the gospel. I just need y'all to know that right now. Amen. My chains is going to encourage someone else to worship when there's no reason to worship, to shout when there's no reason to shout. What I'm going... Oh, this takes mature believers here. Amen. Just need y'all to know what I'm going through is going to be a testimony that's going to set other people free. Man, Jesus drug him to a, I mean, Satan drug him. God brought that out to me. I just couldn't even picture Satan dragging Jesus anywhere. That said it took him. I don't know how it took him. I don't know if he took him up in his arms. I don't know if he took him in his spirit. I don't know, but the Bible says he took him. Against his will. 
And he said, you see all these kingdoms? I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. If you'll just bow down and worship me. I'm going to give it to you if you'll just bow down and worship me. Satan looked at him the third time and said, Jesus looked at him the third time and said, It is written. The word says, Thou shalt worship God and him only. And the Bible says, Satan left. Satan left. Satan left. And angels showed up. Can I help somebody right now? I know you're going through something and you've been going through it a long time. But if you, God's giving you a chance to practice. He's giving you a chance to practice. David said, it was good for me that I was afflicted. Then I learned the word. David said, it was good for me to be afflicted because I become skilled at the word of God. God's leading this church through opposition because it's in opposition is where you really learn how to fight. It's in opposition where you really learn how to pray. Is anybody in this place, amen? It's in the spirit of opposition to where you got to stand your ground and wield your soul. Lord, my, my, my. Can we go deeper? Just go with me. Go with me a few more minutes. Amen. He said, he said, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to lead life church through a wilderness. Going to be snake bit. There's going to be fiery scorpions. There's going to be lack. But it's to teach you something. Is to teach you the character and nature of God and bring you to a place of maturity. So I'm finna lead you through a season of hurt so you can be skilled at loving. Oh my, 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 oh my, oh my. I'm finna let some people hurt you bad so you can learn. And this is going to be for your own good because where I'm taking you, that enemy hates you. So, so I'm going to take you through a season of loneliness. I'm going to take you through a season of lack so you can get skilled in how to worship. He said, he said I'm going to, you're going to be skilled at worship. Amen. Some of you are mad at people that God sent. Oh, I, I just don't think y'all ready for this kind of teaching. Amen. Because number one, he wanted to reveal to you your immaturity. Oh, y'all ought to be in on our Wednesday night classes. He wanted to reveal your immaturity and give you an opportunity, amen, to become skilled. Amen. So I'm going to bring people to you that's not applauding you. They're not patting you on the back. They're not giving you an attaboy. Matter of fact, they're lying about you. They said some things you said you did not say. Who am I preaching to in this place? I'm telling you, I'm preaching from experience. Huh? Put me on the Facebook out there. And I don't care who you are. Your reputation's important to you. I think it should be to a certain degree. Amen. But he said, I'm going to bring you through there so you'll learn how to love like I love. So you'll learn how to forgive like I forgive. I'm going to put you in a position so you can get good at it. And you know what I've found? Amen. That it's so easy for me to forgive now because I got hurt so bad so many times. 
Who's that for? Amen. Ask, ask my wife. It's so easy for me to forgive. Amen. Why? Because I forgave those. One man that blasted all kind of junk about me, I went to him to try to make it right, and I stuck my hand out to apologize, and he jerked his hand back and said, I don't trust you. Amen. Yeah, hey, he might well slap me in the face. Is anybody in this place? Amen. But I just kept wielding. I just kept loving. And I just kept reaching. And now I've seen God restore a relationship. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. We're praying to be used by God, but we need everybody to extend the hand of friendship. Man, I am preaching better than you shouting. You ought to be running around the building right now, son. She said, can't we? Somebody say, God done it. God done it. Why? Because I'm trying to put you in a position to show you something. I'm trying to put you in a position to mature you. I have never seen so many Christians that are up one day and down the next. I, I, I don't mean to reveal our secrets, but I've literally asked Patty before when we would meet certain of our members, which one came today? Which one came today, the nice one or the mad one? Oh, God, that's just too real. Y'all are so quiet. I don't blame. Which one came? Why? Because we let circumstances control our motions. Amen? So we don't know which one we're going to meet up with. God Almighty. Some of y'all are, it's so real, some of you just laughing at me. <clears throat> When all the while God said, I'm trying to train you, and if I get to where I'm going, it's going to make sense. He said, I'm trying to train you to where your emotions don't control you. So I put you in a position so that you can learn to become skillful in the word of righteousness rather than letting your emotions control you. Is anybody listening to me? He said, so I sent some snakes your way to give you the opportunity, amen, to become experienced. Amen. Can y'all buy into this? God wrecked a ship. He wrecked Paul's ship, sent him to an island, and then used a snake to cause revival. If Paul had not got snake bit, the entire island would have never got saved. Are you following me? Amen. So maybe God sent something in your life that you could display the glory of God in the people around you and say, their God is God. High five your neighbor and tell them, grow up. Grow up. He said, I'm trying to bring you to a place of maturity because I'm taking you somewhere. Is anybody in this building? Amen. Paul was in the prison. Paul said, Satan didn't throw me in prison. God did. Yeah, this is hard to accept, ain't it? Well, I, I didn't like this type of preaching the more I meditated on it. But now I'm really liking it because if I believe Satan threw me in prison, then that means God had no power. I don't know what you're in right now. Oh, I know God's not the author of good. But Joseph told his brothers. Joseph had a vision. Joseph had a dream. And his brothers throwed him in a pit. He went into slavery, spent two years in prison. And when his brothers showed up, he had the audacity of saying, you didn't send me here. God sent me here. God was in it when I got through in the pit. 
God was in my two years in the prison. He said, because now I am the ruler of the pit. Now I am the ruler of the prison. Now I am the ruler of my emotions. I'd have never got to this position of leadership if God wouldn't have thrown me in the pit. Oh, somebody ought to give the Lord a hand praise. That's your word right now. My God, you hear me? I come to tell you the devil is a liar. He ain't dragging you nowhere. God's leading you into a position of maturity. Strength, skillful, experience. I've experienced enough hardship that when hardship comes, I don't freak out. That's what David said. He said it was so good for me that he brought this affliction in my life. When, when David stood, can I tell you all this? Did you know? You can look it up yourself. I think it's one Psalm, Psalms 144. David said, he teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. He wrote that psalm at the slaying of Goliath. So in other words, David stood under the shadow of something that was trying to kill him and said, God's given me an opportunity to learn how to fight. He's given me an opportunity to learn, amen, how, how, how to handle situations that seems out of control. Wow. Joseph said, that's okay, brothers. Y'all didn't send me here. God sent me here. And now look at the position I have. I'd have never got to this place had I not went through that place. I'd have never got this strong. I'd have never got this strong if I hadn't embraced the pit. I'd have never got this strong if I didn't worship him in the prison. I'd have never got this strong that even when I didn't understand, I worshiped him. And I said, Satan, you're a liar. It is written. I shall be the head and not the tail. Amen. It is written. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the sick say I am healed. Somebody shout application. It is time for Life Church to start applying our theology until our theology becomes our experience. And then when it comes an experience, we begin to help somebody else. Somebody say, no more theory. No more theory. You know where God, you know where Jesus was revealed and it changed an entire nation? It was in the fiery furnace. That never saw Jesus without the fire. That never saw Jesus without the fire. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in the midst of a fiery furnace and somebody looked in and say, there's a fourth man in there. And it looks like the... Maybe he's put you in the fire so someone could see Christ. Oh! While you're throwing a temper tantrum, amen, you didn't recognize he brought me into this place so Christ could be revealed to the people outside that fire. So I'm just going to go ahead and stand and I'm going to worship him. It took a den full of lies to change a heathen king. Maybe your lines den. Maybe them lines wasn't sent by the devil. Them's God's lines. Can I tell you, if they's God's lines, they won't eat you. 
You just think they're going to eat you. You're afraid of something that can't eat you. <laughs> Maybe we're letting something that, 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 that God has sent rob us of our opportunity to bring glory to God. Sometimes I'm scared to preach this because some of you are in a pickle because of your own rebellion. But some of you going through some stuff because God is trying to position you to mature you and that God can get the glory out of you. This was the text. Now, let me tell you, I'm going to show you my last scriptures before I quit. But let me tell you where this, script, this message come from. God spoke to me and said, I want you to preach on favor. Well, that's going to be fun. <laughs> that's going to be fun. Everybody wants to know they're highly favored. And then I went into prayer and he showed me them lines was my favor. You were one of my favorites, so I turned the lines on you. You, you, you were one of my favorites, so I built the fire seven times hotter. Because I trusted you, because it's in there they're going to see Jesus. And I said, uh-oh, this ain't going where I thought it was going to go. He said, I want you to preach on favor when I led you to the wilderness. And you got snake bit. I favored you. I favored you because while they were looking and you should have swollen and dropped dead, you gave God glory and they said, oh my God, their God is God. Amen. He said, I sent that situation in, in your little church there and somebody did something you thought they shouldn't have done and you swole up. You got all puffed up. There's <laughs> a bunch of puffed up Christians. Did y'all get a mental picture of that like I did? Just puffed up. Just puffed up. And it's not abnormal anymore because most church of you are puffed up. I don't mean to preach negative. But somebody ought to say amen right there. Just puffed up. All swollen. He said, with what you went through, you should have done swole up. And, and everybody was watching. said, he's going to drop dead any minute. He's not coming out of this. She's not going to make it through this. She's not going to make it. He said, but when you keep walking and you keep welding your sword, while you walking, they watching. And while you're walking, you're building a testimony. While you're walking, you're turning theology into experience. While you're walking, you're applying. While you're walking, you're becoming skillful in the word of righteousness. I know how to fight. You know what taught me how to fight? The devil. <laughs> My devil taught me how to fight. People taught me how to fight. Not fight people. Fight the devil. And, 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 and my scriptures that he gave me, I'm going to share with you now at the close of this sermon. And this is why. Josh, give me them scriptures in Corinthians. Let's just work through a few of these. You write them down. 1 Corinthians. Chapter number one, beginning in verse number three. This, this is why. Second Corinthians chapter number one, verse number three. This is why he needs you to make it through. He, he, he needs you to realize 
He's teaching me how to be a skilled prayer warrior. He's he's teaching. He's bringing me to a place of maturity. And I'm going to say this before I read these scriptures. Could it be that some of us never come out of the wilderness because we never embrace this concept and we're always puffed up? Could it be my situation never changes because I'm always puffed up? Instead of using that situation to give me some skill on how to walk when the light ain't shining. Blessed, grateful, praised and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts and encourages us in what? He never said you weren't going to have trouble. He's going to cause trouble. Oh, I don't know if y'all can handle that. He don't have to cause it, Satan to cause it, but he's going to lead you through it to build character in you. He encourages us to never trouble. Why? Somebody read it with me. So that we will be able to comfort and encourage those who are in what? Any kind of trouble with the same comfort we ourselves were comforted by God. It ain't even about you. Isn't that amazing? He said, he said, I, I, I brought you here so I could comfort you here, which let me give you a word of encouragement. Whatever you're going through, your comfort's coming. Your miracle's coming. Your deliverance is coming. Can y'all receive that? It's coming. I know you wished it would have already come because you're about ready to bury Lazarus. But he said he brought you here to give you a testimony because he's really about to use you to help somebody else. And if you ain't been through some stuff, can I get a witness? If you ain't been through something, number one, I can't have compassion for you. I'll be saying, man up, dude. Get over it. So God's got to bring us into places to where we are broken so that he can come in and comfort us and we can turn around and comfort them. For just as Christ's sufferings are ours in abundance, so also our comfort, our reassurance, our encouragement, our consolation is abundant through Jesus. It is truly more than enough to endure what we must. Y'all got to go back and study these scriptures. For we are, here it is. For if we are troubled and distressed, it's for your comfort. Isn't that amazing that God trusts you to go through what you're going through so that you could get an experience that when someone else is going through it, you can look them in the eye and say, I didn't just hear it. I just didn't read it. I can tell you I know by experience he brought me through. He brought me through. Some of you are in some battles right now that you are ready to throw in the towel. But I'm telling you, your God of comfort is coming. It's coming. And you're going to be able to comfort somebody else. I need to stop right there, but that goes all the way through number 11. I want you all to write that down and study it. Hear me as your pastor in closing. You're right where God wants you. You're going through some stuff by divine design. 
and he's teaching you. He's, he's preparing you to have a testimony that you're going to turn around and to be able to help people make it through what God brought you through. He trusted you. But me as your pastor, I need to encourage you right now. Amen. Apply the words you know. Practice it. Practice it. Practice it. Put it to work in your life so that we could be vessels that God could use for somebody else. Stand with me all over this building. I, I do feel like I need to give you an opportunity before I dismiss this service. I think there's no services here tonight on either level for small groups. But I'm telling you, I felt the weight hanging over Life Church this morning. And I felt your weight through this week. And a lot of it's because you just don't understand. I can't take no more. Enough is enough. And God brought this word for you to know. He's brought you to this place. You may say, well, why me? Why me? Why me? Because he trusts you. Job said, I heard with the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes have seen. He needs somebody that can stand and say, when women are broken to their lowest, when people are going through situations that are so broken, he needs someone to be able to stand up and say, let me tell you about the God who was, I was in this place. He brought me out. He turned it when I thought it was impossible. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.